community for us, especially your local neighbourhoods and communities, are the perfect learning ground for children to develop skills in various areas. So not only is it about nurturing and doing good for your community, but actually learning from your community. Welcome to the AIS New South Wales Creating Cohesive Communities podcast series, developed by the Association of Independent Schools, New South Wales. Current wellbeing research in education highlights the importance of school communities engaging with their local community organisations to enhance a sense of belonging. In this episode, we'll meet ZZ Charita, founder and CEO of Community Minds in Sydney's Southwest. Community Minds provides a suite of unique community development programs for schools, leaders, families, and businesses. Community Minds walks the talk of asset-based community development with a focus on being a catalyst for inspiring action, community connections, change, and the shifting mindset of turning me into we. Zizi's passion for designing creative, out-of-the-box solutions and initiatives that inspire people and communities to be part of positive change rather than wait for the change they want to see in their communities. Join us as we unpack how asset-based community development programs can help support strong, resourceful, cohesive school communities. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands and airways in which we are meeting and broadcasting today. As we share our learning, we also pay respect to elders both past and present, as it is their knowledge and experiences that holds the key to the success of our future generations. Here we are, this amazing, strong person in front of us who is the CEO and founder of Community Minds. Can you tell us a bit about your journey and how it all came about? Sure. Um, thanks for having me here, Julia. Um, yeah, look, I think um, there definitely is a journey. Um, I didn't just wake up one day and think, okay, I've got to set up an organisation called Community Minds. Um, I had a bit of a, an epiphany on a beach in Hawaii I was watching this big turtle and the turtle was looking right at me. You know, true story, and I wasn't under the influence of anything. I was just sitting there on the beach and um, it just kind of like dawned on me, Julia, that, you know, I've been working with a lot of charities and community organisations and it's been fantastic and it's not about putting anyone down or, or diminishing anyone's kind of work or, or purpose, but it sort of came to mind that, I really wanted to work on something that wasn't just about providing a service, a community service, so to speak, but what could I actually do? What could I put out there in the world that would potentially challenge or create or nurture some kind of paradigm shift around how we actually perceive community, but also our role in it? And I don't think... I think there are a lot of good charities and not-for-profits out there, but not many um, are taking on the hard work of actually getting people to think in a different way. Because like most changes in, in the world or in life or anything that's actually been developed or created, it first starts with a certain mindset. And I think that the mindset is really important, hence the name Community Minds. Beautiful. Wow. 
That must be a, a, that turtle. <laughs> Must have been a pretty spectacular. <laughs> it was an important side. turtle. Yes. Yeah, but I love yeah. the catalyst. Um, yeah. That's amazing. So, in terms of community minds, what what are the program offerings? You know, you talked about the the mindset and and you know the the foundations and principles behind it. Mm. What kind of offerings are there? Yeah. So, um, as a, as an organisation. Uh, you know, in developing and instilling, I guess, and promoting community mindedness for the first couple of years of our journey, our community minds journey, um, we weren't quite clear about what it looked like. So we were clear about the purpose and the vision, but what it actually, what did it actually look like, and what could it look like on the ground was the question that was posed. So from that. Um, I guess the programs were created because people were like, I love the fact that you're inspiring and instilling community-mindedness because we need it, but what does it actually look like and feel like on the ground? What's, what are you actually doing? And those kinds of questions, as hard as they were to answer, were very pivotal in the creation and the development of our, of our programs, and they're very unique programs. Um, there are similar programs out there in terms of there are some aspects of our programs that people or organisations may be looking at or interested in or, 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 or working on. Um, but in terms of what we cover in those programs, which I'll talk about now, mm. um, they're quite unique. So our main programs are or our flagship program is Community Minded Kids. Mm. And that came about, sorry, do you want to? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, so, yeah. so community-minded kids, um, there's a huge, rather than say gap, let's be a bit more positive in our language, there was a huge opportunity for us to look at how do we really, I guess, engage children and educate children about community. Yeah. And it isn't about, I guess, wanting kids or, young, you know, young people to do good in their community. It's actually a bit more than that because the community for us, especially your local neighbourhoods and communities, are the perfect learning ground for children to develop skills in various areas. Mm -hmm. So not only is it about nurturing and doing good for your community, but actually learning from your community. That's a very key thing. Yeah. And community-minded kids in terms of um, if we had to pr- explain it to someone, it's a school-based program. Mm-hmm. It's for primary school. At the moment now we're looking at kind of like year five and six. Okay. And we've um, created a program that looks at, I guess, subjects and topics that very beautifully align to the, the school curriculum, um, the national and both state curriculum in New South Wales, and we're looking at aligning it to other state curriculums. So we're working on that. Um, But in essence, it's really about grounding, um, I guess, grounding knowledge and uh, skills that children could benefit from, but not necessarily for the future. It's actually instilling in children now that they're not uh, in the, the, how can I put it, that they're not... um, they're basically, they're, we're basically trying to inspire them to think that they can actually play a part now, not in the future, mm, mm. also in the future, but it's really about um, getting them to think of 
themselves as valuable citizens now that they can hopefully carry into the future. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So developing um, emerging skills and and also in terms of those skill sets, does it necessarily mean that it's a leadership program? Because there's this, it seems to be synonymous with leadership. However, does everyone need to play that role to actually be an amazing participant within their community? That's a great question. I think um, we need to start to look at leadership a little bit differently too. Yeah. So that leadership for me is about that child's own self-efficacy to believe that they actually have the capacity and ability to create change. That's what a leader is. Yeah. It's not about standing in, you know, the traditional concept of leadership where you're always instigating change with a big group of people. Mm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not always about that. Yeah. And it's not always about being a great public speaker. Yeah. Right. Mm. It's not all those kind of traditional concepts of what we think a leadership is. If you can actually believe in yourself that you can make change and you can potentially link with other people in kind of making change in your community, that's for me also leadership because, you know, you're, you're, you're identifying and I guess appreciating and realising that you've actually got skills, assets, capacities, passions, aspirations that if harnessed right, if harnessed right, um, could potentially change their life and others, their community, their neighbourhood, wh- whatever, I guess, uh, environment that they're in. Yeah. So that's how, I guess, I view leadership, but also how in the programs that we that we run, that's the kind of leadership we promote. Yeah. And which means anyone can be a leader. So in that powerful and, and empowering and that yeah. would provide so many opportunities for voice as well, which is really important in terms of learning and well-being for students. So if we can, yeah, circle back to the Community Minded Kids program and also we'd love to hear more about the other programs that are available through Community Minds. But practically speaking, you're talking about um, the way a program looks and feels and sounds. If um, if a school was to take on the community-minded kids program, practically speaking, what could teachers expect if they were to come on board? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, um, well, we've actually so um, we've intentionally created a program that is teacher-led, okay. and it's not about us not wanting to be physically in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the moment now, the current model of the program is that we have a, a very uh, resourceful, um, a very, um, I guess, um, a, a, a portal, an online portal that's got a range of resources and lessons. There are four modules in the program. Um, and whilst a school doesn't have to do all the modules, if they were to do all the modules, it would probably take a school a, a term, potentially up to two terms if they were to spread it out. Um, and it would entail, I guess, um, lessons and activities that teachers could access. That online portal teachers would have direct access to. Um, but we also provide physical kind of tangible resources like the passbooks for the students as well as um, 
you know, the certificates when they graduate, mm -hmm. but we also provide little extras also to the teachers in the classroom, such as our community-minded kindness wall banner. It's a bit of a long, long one there, but, uh, <laughs> long but basically that banner um, is put in the classroom and teachers really could do with it what they like, but what we try to do is guide them in how to actually utilise and make the most of these resources. Um, teachers also um, uh, undertake an, an induction training session oh, where wow. it could be done online mm -hmm. or we could actually physically come out to the school and walk teachers through the program, go through the um, resources, and also I guess uh, it's an opportunity for teachers to ask questions and to get a deeper understanding of the program. Beautiful. I love that you're applying the principles of community minds in in this approach in terms of the community-minded kids program, teaching the teachers to fish, so to speak, <laughs> to then be able to roll it out because they are the experts of their school community yeah. and their classrooms, so providing that space. Yeah. Is there a um, – a tandem uh, or shadowing program that does the similar things for the students? Um, look, we've got a – so in terms of the, the suite of activities or, 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 or you know, programs, sub-programs yeah. that fall under Community Minor Kids, mm. um, there is an opportunity for – I guess the taking on the full program isn't always um, ideal for schools mm. and we understand that. Yeah. Um, so we have a community explorer excursion where students can actually, um, it's just a day excursion where we link up with an external organisation mm -hmm. um, or group um, in the community and these students undertake um, some really fun community building activities and just get to talk to people in the community. Um, and it's a real um, experiential kind of learning mm -hmm. for students. Um, we also have, um, depending on the theme or topics that schools want to explore, yeah. We could have a um, we have a me to we boomerang. That's a, a kind of a, uh, a a tool that's used by one of our uh, mascots, Bungie, which is a quokka. Oh, and so a school may opt to do a me to we boomerang painting workshop, and we would obviously engage um, you know Aboriginal artists in that. We don't do that because we're not the experts in mm, that, but we yeah. collaborate with people that are the experts or that are appropriate for that activity. So there's a few things um, where we can offer. Yeah. So it's very, it's very adaptable yeah. and very. and modular in a sense. So it's very. very empowering in terms of the the process and the choice if um, schools do opt for program. You mentioned um, some of the uh, resources that are available to the program. One of them was the passport. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how effective is that in terms of um, being a an activity as part of the Community Minded Kids program. Yep. Um, I know personally that you love this resource, Julia. Um, I think um, it's, a, it's a great resource because it's, well, firstly, just to, for the, lis the listeners listening to this podcast now, if you could just visualise, um, it's the size of a, a passport. So it's the same size as a passport. And that's also intentional because we want the children to feel like they're going on some kind of expedition um, or journey of discovery yeah. because that's really the essence of the program. It's about discovery and for children to actually to embark on that discovery, mm -hmm. right? 
So um, in the passbook, there are 10 entries of discovers and 10 entries for do. And the discover part is really about uh, children um, discovering, having an appreciative eye, having a really positive eye of looking at their community and seeking out the best of their community. And that could be anything from a story told to them. It could be about discovering a park in their neighbourhood. It could be something as simple as discovering a native plant that they didn't know was growing in their community or had seen it but didn't know the name of it or the health benefits of it. So it's not just about um, directly, um, you know, I guess an obvious community asset. Uh, It could be really anything that exists in your community that makes it uh, more interesting, more enriching, more beautiful, more positive, whatever it might be. And then the do part and the discover comes before the do because we don't know, I think in order to change our communities or to affect change in our communities, we need to really understand what's in them. So that discover part really needs to come first. The do part is as it's self-explanatory, it's the doing. So they're actually doing something that benefits their community. I mean, no one would argue that that's not a good thing. It's a great thing. Amazing. you want children to get out there and actually do something. Now, for students or, or you know, children that are limited in where they can go in their community, uh, it could really be something that could be done in their school environment. Yeah. So they may want to help a teacher, um, you know, or help the you know the PE teacher or coach on the field. Um, it could be a range of things that they could do where they're just becoming, I guess, it's about nurturing that conscientiousness and that yeah. being caring and thinking about others. Yeah. Um, so they don't necessarily have to go roaming around in their communities as much as we'd love for them to do that. It could really be any um, activity mm-hmm. that's not about them but about mm-hmm. others right, or helping yeah. others. And serving others. And, so- and I love that idea that community doesn't have to be this massive, grandiose concept community can be at a very um a local level and you know and it really unpacks also what is community to a student to a school community to the larger community and then I love the way that by physically going through that journey it actually starts to open up possibilities and and be able to affect change in a positive manner I notice you use some A words here that I really think need unpacking. Uh, you mentioned assets and appreciative. So can we um, unpack a bit of the asset-based community development principles sure. that influence your programs? Yeah. yeah, so I guess, you know, asset-based community development pretty much has informed and, and really influenced the way we work because mm. I think that you really need to get a really good hold of what your principles are before designing anything, obviously. So for us, um, asset-based community development, as the name implies, um, is a methodology and approach um, that is utilised in community development and community work and community building. And the focus is on the assets and the capacities of community as opposed to the needs and deficits Mm -hmm. of community. 
So it's a bit of a, um, it challenges the traditional forms of service and community development, uh, which in the past was very top down, uh, very much driven by experts who uh, were the ones that dictate what happens to communities. Um, Asset-based community development, I guess, reverses that or flips that on its head and says, well, it's actually the community, the citizens that actually are the experts in their community and they should remain at the centre of what we do. And so we carry that through into the program. Amazing. So you're hearing a diversity of um, narratives and voices that might not have traditionally been part of that space. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and as you mentioned, Julia, before, yeah. voice is really important. And, you know, being in a yeah. democracy, yeah. And if we're upholding these democratic values, voice should be really, it's, a, it's a, a very key, if not the most necessary aspect and part of nurturing this democracy. So yeah. voice is crucial. And, and hopefully reflected in our in our programs. Yeah, it's an amazing process. Mm. Incredible. Mm. Thank you. So just on that note, what, what do you think some of the benefits are in terms of student wellbeing and school community wellbeing in regards to yep. community-minded-based programs? I love that question because um, I think the good news is is that there's more research and evidence emerging that supports the connection between community and our very own well-being and that our own well-being is connected to the broader well-being of community. And so I don't think they're separate things. Um, You know, like, for example, you know, isolation, um, loneliness is quite prevalent even though there is material affluence and we're more connected technologically and we've got, um, at our disposal, many tools and resources, yet social isolation and disconnection is growing. Mm. Um, and so that's a concern. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, I don't think our program is a magic bullet mm. that solves that. I think it's part of a, it's an effort, a, a, mm. a very, um, a, a, I guess, important effort on our part to play our role in mm. that. So it's not we're not solving um, all the issues, but I think it's an aspect or part that we're saying, hey, let's let's start to look at how do we actually get turn our students into more community beings, which will obviously and 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 as has been proven, um, affect their their overall well being. So to to answer your question, Julia, I think um, we can't nurture well being. And we will not have a, a healthy sense of well-being if we don't nurture our sense of connection and community. I think it's a, a crucial part um, of well-being. And I think many of the, your listeners already know this. Mm. And I think that now that we know this, what are we going to do about it? Mm. That's the question. What yeah. are we going to do in terms of nurturing um, that? Because I think you could be very academic and, and do well academically, but what are we actually doing with the students that nurtures their sense of well-being and belonging and connection and belonging is obviously a huge one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. I yeah. love it that um, we're acknowledging that it's, it's a journey, an ongoing journey and process that can help enable that and how important it is. Absolutely. Just in terms of feeling inspired, 
Um, can I just ask, you know, throughout um, your delivery of these amazing programs, can you think of what a, a, an aha moment or that really moving moment that you experienced, witnessed, held a space for with um, students or a student in particular? An aha moment during the program? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, um, oh, there's been a few. There's been a few. There was um, a student that responded to me in, in the class. I was visiting a school. And um, obviously won't name who the student is, but um, I asked the students, uh, so there was two that really stick out, very mm -hmm. simple responses, but I asked the students if they would continue being community-minded after the program. And one student said to me, it's, it's like you're asking us, will we stop breathing? And I just was, that just knocked me out, you know. I was just like, what a great response. And that told me multiple things, that response. And one of them was that being a part of community is an innate, natural thing for us, just like breathing. And, um, and so his response was so profound. It just kind of just thought about it for days. And, um, and the fact that he just answered it so naturally and just it was just amazing. And, um, I just thought, you know, they're just so smart, right? These young Absolutely. people, these children are so smart. Yeah. Um, we as adults don't want to always feed them the answers. I think that we want to create the space for them to do that. But um, I think there's so much that we need to not do. <laughs> to, <laughs> we're, we're such a, a I guess, a, it, this is, I'm including myself in this, is that we're always wanting to, nurture protect and all that and that's great yeah. with children but uh but anyway so I got off track a little bit there but no, another no. student um I was also in another school and um we asked the question what is community because community is of can mean different things yeah absolutely um and a, a student again responded he said community is everyone and I just was you know if I could have hugged him I would have hugged him <laughs> Um, and I just, that again was just a, you know, but in terms of an aha moment, there were times where I think, um, it was, it was more just me being inspired by the students mm. and myself underestimating them. Interesting. So Interesting. even yeah. though I believe in their power yeah. and their ability to be amazing citizens yeah. and to be, you know, change makers or leaders, there were moments where I was like, wow, I'm really underestimating the power and capacity of these young people. And they're not adults in the making. They're actually amazing beings in the present yep. that can do something in the present. Yep. And there's very much a mindset that we have in the West and maybe in other countries where there's um, a perception we hold of children that they're not quite ripe yet, mm. that they're not quite mm. there yet. But if we tell them you are here and mm. you're 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 good now and you can do something now, that can shift a lot of things for us in the way we teach them, nurture them, lead them. That is really profound, yeah. and it really does speak to um, that notion that we're all on a self growth journey, mm. and that we're forever learners as well as teachers. 
and those roles really. flip around all the time, yeah. no matter what age, what stage, where we are. And if we're open to it, we can have some really transformational experiences and situations. Thank you. That, that were really quite profound and quite moving. And it really demonstrates that there's magic in these programs and, and how important community development and connecting community organisation and community development principles to school communities can really foster and enhance the, um, the, the learning and that sense of belonging for all. It really comes across definitely with um, your programs. It's amazing. So in terms of all community, all things community-minded, yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to share, uh, anything that um, we might have missed out on in terms yeah, of look, yeah, um, the, the I'm, conversation? I'm, there's, there's always a lot. <laughs> there's always a lot. I know. There's a <laughs> There's always lots to talk about. Yeah, look, I think um, I think one thing I'd like to say is that um, you know we would want to uh, hear from other people Mm. and talk to people and and continue. We don't have all the answers Mm. to how we instill community mindedness, and I don't think we want to have all the answers. I think Mm. we want to look at how do we can better engage schools. How can we talk to different stakeholders and work alongside them? And really think about, because I think we can't work alone, Julia. I think there needs to be a consolidated effort in how we actually nurture our students to be community beings. And um, I'd like to, just as a, as a last kind of, um, you know, our last remarks in terms of this this conversation is that we would invite and welcome people to, you know, connect with us. Yeah. Um, and if they are interested to learn more about what we're doing or how we could actually work with you for the benefit of your students, we would love to have that conversation. It sounds amazing and what yep. an amazing offer as well. Yep. So Thanks, thank Julia. you. Thank you so much for sharing your community-minded approach, um, inspirations, and I know that we're forever growing on this journey. So thank you so much. Well said. Thank yeah. you so much, Julia. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. For further information on the AIS New South Wales Community Cohesion podcast series and project, or any of our guests, please see our show notes.